This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it is your boy Ethan, aka Bro Apostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. And we're doing today's episode intro together. We are. We have a- we have an episode after this. Mm-hmm. We but- just recorded it with our good friend, Teresa. It's a bit of a lighthearted, bit of a fun, little just jokey-jokey podcast. Just lots of fun stories and fun times. Um, but we wanted to jump in beforehand and tell you some good, good information about us. Yeah, because we, we both have really exciting announcements about our future as people. Yes. Um, Ethan posted about it on Twitter. I'm probably going to post about it today. I realize I haven't really made it public yet. But um, so mine's like pretty exciting, but less exciting than Ethan. I accepted a missionary position at um, Adore Ministries in Houston this summer. I will be working to establish a youth ministry in Dickinson, Texas, uh, which is right outside Houston and helping with hurricane relief. That's awesome. And so Ethan also has a really exciting announcement, which is more life changing than mine. Yeah. I uh, accepted a position as a focus missionary for the next two years, uh, which is great. Um, no hurricane it's, relief, it's but huge. lots of ministry. No hurricane relief. It's huge. It's, yeah. it's, it's a whole year long endeavor. So yeah, it's great. Both of these jobs entail fundraising mm-hmm. um, because we are not paid by the organization themselves. So we, we have to fundraise our own salaries. Um, so I'm only working for the summer. So I'm only trying to raise uh, 5,000 for the summer and Ethan, but Ethan needs to raise like a year's salary. And so yes. the way this works is we set up, missionary partnerships where you support us and we communicate with you over like what, how our mission is going, um, how we're doing. I will like, we pray for your intentions, all this mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about focus and adore, they have very similar models is this, uh, this idea of partnership. So we're mm-hmm. looking for sponsors and partners to help us with our missions. And it's a way that, I mean, cause not everybody has the, has the chance to go and, and serve on a college campus. Not everybody has a chance to go and start up a youth ministry. It's a way for you to support us doing these types of evangelatory efforts um, <laughs> that you may, yourself may not be able to participate in. And so with you becoming partners with people like us, um, you're partnering in the evangelization efforts of the church. And so that's really, it's we're not just fundraising. We are, we want to be partners with you in the mission of the church, essentially. It's true. Yeah. So eventually what's going to happen is uh, our organization specifically will set us up with missionary fundraising pages. And this is just going to be a link that you click and you fill out information and you submit like how much you want to give. If it's going to be a monthly donation or if it's going to be a one-time donation. And we get your contact information. We write you, we write your name down and we like establish a steady stream of contact. Uh, neither of us have our donation links yet, but we're so excited. We wanted to tell you guys right off the bat. Yep. So when uh, so if if by any chance you feel called to support either of our missions, mm-hmm. uh, mine for over the summer, Ethan's for the next year or so, uh, please contact us, uh, Patrick at thecrunchcast dot com or Ethan at thecrunchcast dot com, and let us know that you're interested in supporting us, mm-hmm. and we'll be able to send you that link right away. Yeah, um, mine is a bit more of a a little bit longer of a time scale. Patrick's really got to get his fundraising going for this summer. Um, I go to new staff training. 
down in Ave Maria, Florida for the next month and, or for the whole month of June, basically. And then I really start support raising in July, but, um, I would like to be getting out, um, postcards and start sending emails and start calling people, you know, while I'm at training in June. So if you're, if you're interested, um, Patrick's is a bit more time sensitive, but mine is a bit more, I don't know. Bulk. Bulk. So you get, you got your trade off, you know, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. if you want to, if you want to like support me and then all of a sudden, like after, after you stop supporting me to support Ethan, that's good. Um, yeah. And if you already support the podcast, we really appreciate it. Those, uh, the Patreon funds are still going to go to the, the things that we do for the podcast. Like if we travel or, uh, if we're going anywhere for, for the podcast to make appearances, those types of things. Um, so we really appreciate you. Those of you that already support the podcast, this is, um, but we are asking for, if you don't, maybe to consider supporting our, our mission in addition to, into our, to our podcast. So. Yes. Um, and this is also this is also something that uh, speaks to the future of the podcast. So mm-hmm, this this mm-hmm. entire thing started as us as experiences in college students as yeah. college students uh, in the world. Um, a lot of our audience and a lot and are are in the same boat as us of moving on to like bigger things outside of university and all that stuff. And so this this podcast, as we continue to work for the church, is going to evolve into more of a missionary podcast. And so it's going to be more about like not for missionaries necessarily, but like. We have a lot of missionary listeners and all this stuff, and so we'll we'll be able to share with you guys on the podcast um, what it's like to work for the church in this capacity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for this summer. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, chance to the chance to like you know not not work in like what I was doing before. I was working like desk jobs and stuff like that, and those were fun because I got to meet people. But really getting to the crux of like discipleship and evangelization and like forming relationships with people and and providing for people's spiritual and physical needs because areas that the areas of texas that i'm gonna be were very affected by hurricane harvey um the church that i'm going to is i think still pretty flooded like even all these months later so so yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of uh it's gonna be a lot of work Mm -hmm. and so i'm humbly asking for your help even as you don't you don't know where you're being stationed right you'll find out i'll find out in june sometime yeah um it could be anywhere in the east or the south um so I could go as far away as Florida or New York. I could stay as close as going to KU, you know, just down the road. So yeah, yeah really could be anywhere. Um, again, I mean, I, I'm really passionate about this, this ministry. I'm really excited to, to do this work. And so again, I ask the same, if you, if you feel the call to, to support college mission or high school mission or, or uh, church mission with, with Patrick, uh, please, 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 please send us an email and we will uh, keep you in the loop with, with what we are needing. And when we're actually get those links up and can able to uh, send those to you. So it's, again, it's Patrick at the crunchcast.com or Ethan at the crunchcast.com. Uh, other than that, enjoy the episode. Let's start the show. Yeah, yeah. here we go. And we're off. Welcome to the Crunch, episode eighty-seven. It is your boy Ethan, aka Bro Apostle, and I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. And today we have a special young lady Aww. on the podcast. That's so sweet of you to say not about you, me. Ethan. Oh, not you, Ethan. Every time, someone else. Would Would you like to introduce yourself, our special guest? Hello, this is Teresa. Shout out, Teresa. Oh, I know who that is. Is your last name shout out, Teresa? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, you look a lot like this mailman that I met once. 
And there's no resemblance. Inside okay. jokes for our audience, because only five of the people listen to our show regularly. <laughs> you so, may know me from The Crunch. Wow. So, How about that having on your is, resume? I know, it's great. Mm. So this is kind of a last minute idea that Teresa's been talking about for the past month. What? Um, <laughs> we... <laughs> All week I was like I was like I want to get Teresa on the show but I'm not sure how to do it and yesterday both of you texted me and you were like what time Teresa was like what time are we doing the show and Ethan texted me hey are we having Teresa on the show and I was like well I mean I guess everyone else is on board I didn't I didn't organize this but well you said it. it and Patrick I just you are the logistical mastermind behind this podcast if you say it's that, true. And that so we're bringing somebody on I just trust that that's what's <laughs> happening and then we have to do it I don't have I don't get much say in who we interview these days. It's true, and what's great is like we do no prep work. I mean, when we try to do prep work, it goes poorly. It goes poorly, and we talk to people, and we Teresa, this mess is you'll, you'll think this is funny. Somebody sent me a message the other day, I'm and ready. and was he was asking me about podcasting. He's like, "What do I need to know? Like, do you have any tips?" And I was like, "No, you don't need to know anything. I have no tips." Um, and then he said, <laughs> "He's like, does it take up a lot of time?" And I was like, "No, not really." And he said, well, don't you and Patrick do prep work? And I was just like, no. Who do you think no. we are? <laughs> oh, God. Who do you think we are? Real podcasts? Like, yeah. no. This is a, this is, a, this is a, this is a teen podcast. This is a, this is a college kiddo podcast. This is, it's supposed to be as authentic and genuine as possible. My college kids, for college kids. Wow. It's great. College kids well, are us. When when you were visiting Franciscan, someone in the balcony when we were setting up for the live show said, "Hey, oh, you guys are doing a podcast. I'm I'm thinking about starting a podcast too." Mm-hmm. And you just go, "Everybody is, man. Everybody is." <laughs> you just got <laughs> really quiet. I was like, "That is amazing and so true." I, turned, really I heard that and I was like, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to acknowledge that. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to be part of this conversation." I was, I was at Chipotle the other day it, with a big old group of people. We went after noon mass, and like both the priests came, and like there are about twenty students, and we just took over the outside of the Chipotle dining area. And the general manager came out and gave us a bunch of bogos because we brought in a bunch of business to his restaurant. And we were just asking him like about his life and all this stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been thinking about starting a podcast about burritos." And then everybody at our table went. And like turned and looked at me, and I was at the very end. It felt like I was in a sitcom. It was bizarre. That's really funny. I also, know. I would listen to that podcast. Yeah, he's actually pretty Not cool. Even, he like does but, uh, like volunteer work like through Chipotle for underprivileged wow. like children and stuff. It's kind of dope. Shout out Bob. Shout out Bob, the Chipotle manager. But like ninety nine percent of burrito enjoyment is looking at it. So mm-hmm. I can't really experience. listen gotta be a little weird yeah that's true know? the part of the wonder of a burrito is how they put so much in such a small space it's mm-hmm. true it's a miracle of physics what i would listen to <laughs> that, that's how i feel about ethan's cheeks oh okay so much there in such a small which space. uh which set buddy <laughs> it's true it's true we've we've talked okay i this is this is, this is an, <laughs> an honesty podcast this is an honest podcast yeah. Ethan, since you've visited phoebe and i Teresa too and to an extent have talked about your cheeks why at least three or four times because <laughs> my face all, my all, face phoebe, cheeks phoebe tells the story about how this old man in her shout church out used to, like pinch her che- shout out phoebe tells the story about how this old man used to pinch her cheeks all the time at church uh-huh. yikes and so and so she's like she's like i do have pretty stretchy cheeks and she just does the cheek thing where she just pulls her cheeks back and forth and then she goes not as stretchy as ethan's though why is that laugh. something that comes <laughs> up i'm so confused <laughs> 
We talk about everybody's cheeks. Uh-huh. We talk about how Patrick has a beard but still looks like a toddler. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey. We talk about how I have freckles <laughs> in the shape of the Trinity on my cheek. And we talk about how Ethan has a lot of features and a very small face. A lot of features. <laughs> what other features? <laughs> you know, eyes, nose, face, uh-huh. ears. I just knows my face is my favorite feature of my face. Um, it's a thing. <laughs> wow, I'm glad that I'm glad that I wasn't totally forgotten after I left. Oh, no, no, of course not. You're you're talked about on the reg. Even even so, Ethan came to one of my classes. It was the telecommunications class, and uh, yeah, I you, you come up sometimes. Like why? My professor would be like like was, like that like that one kid said. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. It was nonsense. I'm not a I'm not a communications major. I had nothing to contribute. You made an impression on the campus. Also, Sarah and I, shout out Sarah, talk about you a lot. We're like, oh, he's doing such great things. Mm-hmm. He's going Wait, to be a focus Sarah? missionary. Sarah Phipps, shout out Sarah. Sarah oh, oh, yeah. She has like Sarah. bronchitis or something. She's dying right now. Oh, poor Wait, girl. how do you know that? I love her so much. Uh, me and, we're friends. I'm friends with your friends. Wait, do you do you text Sarah Phipps? That's <laughs> weird. No, 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 no. She, she sent me a message after I posted about focus, and she was like, congrats. Also, I, I'm dying. I'm sick. I was oh. like, okay, I'll pray for you. <laughs> Yeah. It was, okay. It was pretty yeah, funny. it's it's uh, worlds are colliding as that gif Ethan sends all the time from from Seinfeld. Uh oh yeah. Um yeah yeah. Okay. You know what I'm about. So this is good. This is good banter for the three of us. But I'm concerned about the people. And okay. the people. Well, here's the thing. Do the people understand Teresa? Do they know Teresa? Do they know why Teresa is here? Like, what is the content that she's why going to here? provide for them? Like, yeah, what? So here's why here's is she my. Here? Here's my here's my here's my banter for for Teresa. I was gonna do it at the beginning of the episode. So a long time ago, when when Ethan and Even I started a little podcast, <laughs> a long time ago when Ethan and I started a podcast, we we had to constantly tell our friends like, hey, no, you can't come on the show mm-hmm. because it needs to be like people that like that you know a general can audience I, would want. Can to I listen pause? To, can I pause right know? now? Yeah, sure. Um, the fact that you have put Teresa on the show has now set an undeniable precedent. So all of my friends are going to bother me now. So thanks. Yes, but here's Appreciate here's that. why. Here's here's why Teresa is the exception to okay, that rule. Thank you. Okay. So first of all, Teresa is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just this un- undeniably co- comedic, and 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 she says that she's not objectively funny. She's just subjectively funny. But I disagree. Subjectively, yes. And also, <laughs> Teresa, um, when she was a young eighteen-year-old girl, she went mm-hmm. off to New York City to do stand-up that comedy professionally. Bad. With uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade. So, yes. and then she, by the way, she listened to our podcast during that period in her life, which I thought was weird. And then she, <laughs> then she decided to give it all up and she could have been famous and she decided to give it all up. And then she came to Francis University. So Teresa's got a ton of stories yeah. that are like, they make her very unique. And it's like the fact that she's our friend is just this bonus like cool we already have rapport with her so that's why Teresa's on the show um and Teresa is here to, like do you want to give us like the lowdown i don't know Teresa i know i i always bring i always bring the the u word up what when up? i talk to strangers the 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 u word un, unmarketable oh. <laughs> oh yes the classic unmarketable shtick yes okay do you want to talk so, about that on the podcast yes here we go let's talk about it on the podcast this is fine um so yes when i was 18 years old i graduated from high school and six days later i moved to brooklyn new york and i got a job at a pizza shop and i oh started taking improv classes and i started doing stand-up and i started being a producer on a show in uh 
Upright Citizens Brigade Theater East. Um, so comedy nerds, you probably know, like Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, Ian Roberts, Matt Walsh, they all started a theater together. I was a student at that theater. Um, so they have like a weird system. It's, it's kind of like you join Upright Citizens Brigade with the hope of getting on SNL. And that wasn't necessarily my goal. I just kind of wanted to like maybe write comedy, maybe perform it. I just wanted to like do something with comedy. I did comedy all during high school. Um, and they have a system where they like evaluate you and then they uh, mark you down as either like something that could sell a TV show or something that could not sell a TV show. <laughs> Um, so you got judged like cattle is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They go in and they watch you and they go, no, thanks. Or they go, yes, please. And, <laughs> and they write it down and that's good. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's incredibly cruel to people who give their entire lives to a theater and then have everything taken away from them by mm -hmm. like a couple of people judging them incorrectly. So, um, the story goes that I was judged unmarketable what? by a like, person who judges whether or not things would sell and the reason for that was that i didn't look like i it was something about my hair what? looking not your hair um, is like the most changeable thing <laughs> well this is true i don't understand um, i you guys can't see me because this is a podcast but i have lots and lots of curly italian mm -hmm. uh hair and um it's it's quite it's, it's, it takes up a lot of attention sometimes. So, um, while I may be very funny, my hair is the opposite to these people. So <laughs> they were like, basically, I'm not vanilla enough, which Patrick says is like a race thing. I don't know I, about I, that. I, st I, I still think it's a race thing. It might be a race. I just, I don't look like I, I don't speak or act quote unquote ethnic in the marketing agency's eyes. Uh, but I do look like I should. Be Whoa. like that. So they, okay. they gave me a type, you know, they give you a box and stuff. So they, they gave me this, um, box of like a young girl in the city, you know, um, who sometimes says inappropriate things. Like that's what they wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had like bits and stories that I would tell and they were like, I like it. I like it. Um, you could cuss a couple times, maybe <laughs> add in like a couple, a couple of sex jokes and the world will love you, Teresa. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. I think I'm actually not going to do that. That would be awesome, though. Thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Teresa, you're going to have to. It was a classic, like, Hollywood story, you know, Lifetime movie where they're like, Teresa, you're going to have to work six times as hard as everybody around you if you don't do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to work six times. As, I'm going to work six times as hard if that's what God wants. If he wants me to be a comedian, then he's going to make me work six times as hard as everybody around me. And I'm not going to say the word penis on stage. You know what I mean? Like that's, you just that's said the word penis on the podcast. I know. Bleep it out. Bleep it out. I will never bleep out that word. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's so, true. It's dang. like, yeah, you notice, you notice it's like popular female comedians. They have to talk about sex. They do. Popular black comedians have to talk about their race mm -hmm. and other ethnic comedians. They have to talk about their ethnicity. And it's because like, there's this box of comfortability. Right. And like, I've, yeah. I've noticed that that white male comedians have this ability to talk about whatever they want because they're not making the standard audience uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But when you mm -hmm. walk out on stage and there's something different about you, like if you're a fat comedian, you have to talk about being fat. And like it, it, you have to address the fact that you have to address the thing that makes people uncomfortable or they're going to be uncomfortable and they're not going to like you because they are biased and that you don't fit their box. And so... I think that I think that this story is a good awareness of like the the bias of popular entertainment. Mm -hmm. And like in the next couple of minutes, 
you, my friends, are uh, going to see this amazingly hilarious comedian talk to us. And you are going to be like, why does this girl not have her own TV show? And it's because the people that are selling you TV shows are selling you an ideal image that Teresa doesn't fit. But she fits our ideal image here on the island of misfit crunches. So the, so the goal here, this is the goal. Let me lay this out, right? Yeah. Um, Teresa's going to tell stories. We are going to be funny around those stories. Yeah. <laughs> The, please, please, the, could you thank you? The the person that runs the EWTN Twitter account is listening right now, and right they now. are going to send us some type of telegram that says, "We want you." <laughs> this is Does my the girl pitch. that runs the EWTN listen to us? Because I I've met her a couple of times. She's cool. Way to name drop, Pat. I don't I don't remember her name. I don't what <laughs> uh I don't I don't know who it I, I assume I assume everybody on Twitter listens to us, but it's not the case. It's not the case at all. <laughs> Sergio Sergio multiple times has said, Yeah, I don't listen to your podcast. So well why would Audrey Assad, yeah, I don't listen to your music. Why on <laughs> earth would Sergio listen to our podcast? We have literally nothing to offer Sergio like Hey, he's in college now. That's true. Again. I just want to say this. You guys have such a good podcast, like, especially lately. It's been truly on fire and just like the Holy Spirit's really using both of you to sanctify each other and college students and, you know, just people around the world who are listening. And I think everybody who's listening knows that's true. They do. Teresa, have you ever left reviews of our podcast? Oh, my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I would. I would. Hey Ethan, have you had a cup of coffee this morning? Because uh, I'm drinking it right now. Why? What's up? <laughs> okay, oh cool. good. Remember that review that was like <laughs> Ethan needs to drink a cup of coffee. Other than that, it's good. What the heck, Teresa? That was Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So <clears throat> I am Cindy Crawdad. I we am know, we all meme know. five life. Are you meme five life? Uh, That's funny. I'm meme five life. Dang. <laughs> The bane, the bane of Ethan's existence. So anyway, a lot of this, this is the other reason why bringing Teresa on the crunch is because Teresa has been so influential of first of all, like our jokes and also like our topics. Because the Jawbone episode, mm-hmm. I was That's talking me. to Teresa. I was that that came out of a conversation with Teresa. A lot of our a lot of our topics have come out of conversations with Teresa, and so I figured like just bring bring the source to the people. And Teresa, you have a list. I didn't know she was going to do this, but she started telling some stories the other day. And I was like, no, 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 save it for the podcast. This has got to be authentic. So <laughs> I have known Teresa for about a year and a half now. Maybe just this a year. Crazy. Yeah. And I have heard maybe I've heard none of these stories. Really? So, oh, shoot. So yeah. this is going to be none of them. This is going to be first time Almost for none of them. Okay. Yeah. So, so Teresa, yeah. just, you know, go ahead, read the list. and then Yeah. Tell us, tell us some of the titles <laughs> of some of the stories you would like to tell. All right, and we'll, so... we'll get into it. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna go down the list and just read the titles and you guys pick out which one sounds most interesting to you. Okay. Uh, okay. Blackout in second grade. <laughs> Pretzel shop. <laughs> darn it. <laughs> and the princess didn't die. <laughs> Native American birthday. Wait, I've heard that one. I've heard that one. <laughs> Eggs at 3 a.m. <laughs> Move to New York City. I already did that. Okay, one. that's a good one. Uh, Oh, yeah. Kitchen Innocence, Kitchen Innocence, Holy Spirit Covering My Ears, uh, Comedy Must Choose Between Depression and Joy, Dolan, <laughs> Matt Marr, Audrey Assad, and St. Patrick's Cathedral. That's the last story. So, one. yeah. Can right. we hear yeah. Blackout, can we, in, blackout second in second grade, grade please? please. <laughs> First one. All right, so, <clears throat> second grade. I, I chose these stories because I think these all illustrate what a weird person I am. Mm-hmm. Um and they're all true. So here we go. 
when I was in second grade, I met a boy on the playground and I said, hello, sir, would you like to run at me as fast as possible from across the parking lot? And he said, yes, please. So we stood very far apart, probably a whole building's uh, distance apart. Uh-huh. And I'm running, he's running. I, I'm about 50 feet away. Is this like all those movies where like the, the two the couple runs each other on the beach? Is that like your intention? See, was, no, it, was, it was like, I was I was thinking like Naruto, where they are running oh. at each other and they're gonna jump and it's gonna be an explosion when their fists meet. Like almost okay, honestly. Okay. So I I'm like, let's just run at each other and see what happens. So I'm about fifty feet away from this kid uh-huh. when I remember okay, the zipper on my coat is not broken. And also, my head does not hurt. And then I'm 50 feet away and I black out. My brain just <laughs> says, let's turn the lights off, please. <laughs> and we collide. And I, like, wake up and the teacher's leaning over me and I'm on the ground. And he's, like, five <laughs> feet away from me, also on the ground. And she's like, did you guys run at each other on purpose? <laughs> and I'm like, what? No. What? No. Why, why I would I do that? Why would I, why would I run at someone on just to see what would happen? That's crazy. Um, so I went to the nurse's office and I had this huge, like swollen bump on my forehead with, you know, got some scrapes on there, got some blood. Um, and like everyone was so confused. I definitely got a concussion. I, it might have affected my development as I grew up. Who knows? There are um, a lot of stories of yours that I, that end with me asking the question, did this mess you up? <laughs> like for a long time or it's like <laughs> for a long time yeah and uh, now okay. and now this boy is your husband right oh uh, this boy is is actually my my not my husband oh no. darn it no, he's my <laughs> boss i'm just kidding <laughs> he's my boss he's my What's boss the, never mind. um um <laughs> Yikes, Patrick! No, <laughs> he just said, "What's the difference?" Uh, How dare you? Oh, I was referencing like, Twitter. <laughs> I have hated Twitter so much over the past four days. So annoying. <sighs> oh my god! But why? You you owe him a marital debt now. Now that you've run into him. You owe him now that you've crashed. Now that you've crashed headlong. You, you crashed headlong into this boy. Uh, he owns you. Poor boy. That's how. That's how this works. This is what, we might have swapped bodies, honestly. <laughs> this, is, this is what people don't understand about the church's teachings on men and women, is that if you charge at a boy and you bonk heads with that boy, he owns you. That's what Forever. it is. Forever. That's, that's, like, that's, called, that's called a clandestine the, marriage. It's it is the, a real thing. It's the, it eighth, it's the eighth sacrament called bonk, and nobody really knows about it. In all capital letters except for the N. With an <laughs> bonk? Bonk. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh! And the exclamation point is upside down. Oh my gosh! That's just yes, that's, that's gosh darn it. Yeah, so that happened. Um, and I think all my teachers kind of knew that I was weird from then on. Now, uh-huh. uh, uh, Teresa, so Teresa's always had weird relationships with young boys. <laughs> you're you're gonna tell <laughs> this, Patrick? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> what on earth are you talking about? What are you referring to? I'm not referring to now. I'm referring to in the past. You need to be more specific with your language. (laughs) Talk about Shakespeare Uh, camp, Teresa. Oh, gosh. I don't want to talk about Shakespeare camp. Please. What if he listens? Please talk about Shakespeare camp. Every time I talk to Teresa Bova, every time I talk to Teresa Bova, I learn something new about her. The other day I was talking to her, she was like, I used to do competitive ice skating. And I was like, who are you? What? (laughs) 
Wait, what well, the like, heck? You let, and so she talks about like she talks about oh yeah, like when I was in Shakespeare camp. And I'm like, what? <laughs> talk about okay, Shakespeare so camp now. Please talk about Shakespeare. Fine, camp. fine, fine. Okay, yes. <laughs> if you guys insist. All right, so Shakespeare camp. Oh gosh, my heart, my heart is aching already. So when I was twelve, I started doing Shakespearean comedies in the summer. And there was a boy. I love Nathaniel, last name redacted. It was, it was, <laughs> it was not Hamlet. Like, okay, sorry. Uh, much ado about nothing. I, okay, tangent. When I first saw Hamlet, I thought that it was a comedy <sighs> because I had only seen Shakespearean comedies. So I'm like expecting them to get married at the end. Mm-hmm. And then when everyone's dead on stage, I'm like, I don't think there's going to be a marriage at the end of this. And my mom is like <laughs> crying. And she's like, this is so beautiful. And I'm like, how are you? How are you satisfied with this? There's no wedding. There's no dancing gypsies. There's no tambourines. I'm upset. So it's, are you, it's not. It's not. There's no gypsies and tambourines. Meaning you're it's, like, it's not a. It's not a folk mass in 1972. <laughs> Frustrating. You get to the you get to the end of the play. And you're like looking around. Like what is this? I literally was like, I was like, what? Like, I was like, oh, they're going to get married at the end. Did you demand your money back? Did you stand up as they were doing their curtain call and you say, I want my money back, screaming, shaking your fists in the air? I was like, where's the goofs? Where's the goofs? (laughs) (laughs) This was a goofless play, you ingrates. Gosh, darn it. No funny things. It makes me sad. Everyone's dead on stage. Where's Gan Mead? Where's Orlando? (laughs) This is ridiculous. (laughs) There's no fairies. Um, So we were doing... Uh, the Tempest, I okay. believe, and I was the Ooh. villain, and I had a mustache. You were the Tempest. I no, I was. Uh, <laughs> not funny. Do not joke about Shakespeare with me. Patrick, that was Patrick. That was funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how the how the tables have turned now. You're defending him. No. Hey, All right, so- he's he's my boy. First and foremost. <laughs> Yeah, you're in our you're in our you're in our turf now. This is our podcast. Well, you're sitting in your room, but yeah. you're on our turf. You're, you're in our audio turf. <laughs> audio turf. Okay, so we're doing the Tempest. I'm the villain. I got a mustache. Mm-hmm. I got like a suit and tie. I'm I'm playing a dude. And this guy, Nathaniel, last name redacted. Shout out Nathaniel. <laughs> please don't listen. Um, <laughs> began to uh, serenade me with his beautiful Shakespearean voice. Uh-huh. And we fell into a courtship that resulted in us trying to write a fairy tale together. Um, and is this on stage or is this off stage? This is off stage. Okay. Just make it, I don't, I've never seen, I've never seen the Tempest. So I didn't know if you were referring to the, to the place. So. Unscripted. <laughs> this is why, this so, is why you shouldn't show young kids Shakespeare. They get all these ideas in their head. I know. Romantic-y. They they just Thinking that they can write, write fairy tales better than, uh, that one guy that wrote fairy tales. I couldn't think of his name. Sorry. Grimm? Brothers Grimm. Yeah, Brothers Grimm. Brothers Grimm. Hans Christian Anderson. Yeah, that's the one, Pat. There we go. My, my bad. Thanks for covering me. You got it, boy. <laughs> so, he writes in the back of this notebook that we're writing together in, he writes, Nathaniel Duest loveth the fair Teresa, though he's too the... shy to say it. Oh my gosh. Um, and at that point, you know, I've read a couple, I've read a couple chastity dating books. <laughs> I know the warning signs of a boy who's ain't genuine at all. So I'm, I'm like, <laughs> how about no thanks? So I realize that it's all a sham. So I start roasting him every chance I get about his height. His hair, um, his oh, voice, no. the fact that he has a race. Wait, you had, so was, you had read chastity books at that point in your life? 
I just was a fan of them. I well, think they were how, you were what? You were twelve. You were like reading, you were reading chastity no, books at twelve. <laughs> when I was twelve, I started doing Shakespeare. Yeah. At yeah. this point, I was maybe thirteen. Oh. Oh. Not much at better. Thirteen. You were reading, you were reading chastity books. books. Yeah, I don't know what to it was counteract called. all of this. I didn't know. I didn't know what chastity was yeah. till I was nineteen years old. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. <laughs> what? Oh gosh. You didn't know the word, but you knew the idea. I knew the, the I knew the concept of I'm getting roasted right now. That means that girl wants to be chased. I under- <laughs> I understood that. So inherently. I like I had read these books that were like boys who say they love you after two days of dating don't mean it, and I was like, ah, darn it. Well, I'm gonna cut my losses and just roast this boy as much as I can. Yeah, that's um, so just end him. So. So I did, and he was very hurt. Um, so he was <laughs> in another cast of a play, and he uh, struck up a courtship with a girl in that play without informing me first. And <sighs> so it ended in, like, kind of a cross-sectional breaking up of both of us. He right. was like, I'm going to tell the other one that I chose the other. It was confusing, but he broke up with both of us. Um, six months later, I am trying out <laughs> for another play, and I'm like... I sure hope this guy isn't going to try out for this. So I email him and I go, Hey, uh, are you trying out for this play? Also, what happened with our relationship? And he goes, first of all, yes, I'm trying out for that play. Second of all, um, there was no relationship. It was all an acting exercise to see how far I could get you in love with me. Okay. This is true. This okay. is that's true. not an acting exercise. That's just like, that's, that's manipulation. manipulation. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Were you method acting being a horrible person? Because you're doing a really good job. Because <laughs> congrats. Um, so I was like, what? Ethan, I've been method acting our friendship this whole time. That's okay. <gasps> no. Every time, every time I get ghosted by a girl, I'm like, oh, she must have just left the stage. Like... <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I accidentally right. ghosted someone once. You what? I accidentally <laughs> ghosted someone once. Ghosting implies intent, Patrick. How do you accidentally ghost someone? Well, you're not talking about me right now, Ethan. No, we definitely are. What did you do to that poor girl? I don't want to talk about it. All right. Shout, out poor girl. Shout out poor girl. Shout out poor girl. <laughs> I just forgot to talk to her See, again. So she's dating Nathaniel now. So it's all it's all good. <laughs> Nathaniel, it's fine. She met all him. Only people match up. Mm-hmm. She ended up. She ended friends. up playing the tempest, and now he kind of fell in love with her. Yeah, love <laughs> and he was the. She was the island, and he was the tempest mm-hmm. surrounding. The Again, island. have not seen the play. That's all I know about. The <laughs> Do not know anything. That's all that I know. Where's Benvolio a- in the mix? Where's he at? Benvolio. What? Benvolio. Benvolio. He's in the tempest, right? Benvolio. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the cast members. In, all I know is he's my in own Romeo set. and Juliet. Oh. <laughs> That's in Romeo and Juliet. Thanks. That's the only. That's the only other Shakespeare play I know. Hey, where's uh, where's Juliet's nurse? (laughs) She's in Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) References. Okay. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
We've gone from referencing over the hedge to referencing Shakespeare. This this podcast is growing up. We're a we're, cerebral we're, podcast now. So I email him and I'm like, what the heck? Why would you do that? I thought we were in love. And he's like, ha, you don't know anything about love. Also, you're the worst speller I've ever seen. So it escalated <laughs> to the point where every day we would email like angry poems at each other. This is not um, healthy. No, Can you hurtful. post these poems somewhere? Please. I might. Do you have quick access? We just access? recite a little bit. Yeah. Um, Wait, do you I have, have the them same up? Email. You better have them up. Can you? No, you don't have it prepared. I can I can read them right now because I memorized. I almost it made a so joke funny. about your email on. I almost made a joke about your email and totally doxed you. That would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't dox me or say my last name several times on the podcast, Patrick. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, Teresa made a joke about He's how Ethan that. bleeps out. Ethan bleeps out like other people's last names, but not Teresa's. <laughs> oh, sorry. Did I do, really do that? I'm my bad. Yeah. It's okay. I figured, don't listen back, everybody. <laughs> I figured that because you were our friend, we could say your name, but. If not, that's, fair. that's cool. No, it's okay. No, Don't it's worry fine. about it. My bad. My bad. It's good. That's on me. Hey, hey, hey. It's hey, okay. Hey, so, thanks. hey. <laughs> hey. <It's okay. laughs> oh my gosh, I love. I loved it when you were here, and we were like, you'd say something mildly self-depreciating, and I go, hey, hey, Ethan, let me affirm you real quick. <laughs> it was very sweet. My, it's it was very nice. I like it. That's why. Here's the thing. I have lots of. <laughs> I have lots of friends. And lots of them are women. Oh, Ethan, I'm Ethan. I got lots of friends. They, and they always they always do that. And so it's just nice that I can travel cross country and still find women that are willing to affirm me when I make <laughs> dumb jokes about myself. You gotta affirm people. You gotta make sure they're they're doing okay. They know their worth, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you gotta reject those lies. That, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Give it all. Send it. Give it all. Mm-hmm. Amen. So so. One of the poems is You have it. You are a maggot in my eyes, struggling in a world of lies. That's a poem I sent to him. I sent that to That's him. That's ruthless. Is that a poem? Isn't that mean? That's it rhymes. Okay. Let me let me say it again. Okay. You are a maggot in my eyes, struggling in a world of lies. It's uh it's deep stuff, you know, for for a fourteen year old. So This I'm is like, over the span of two years. <laughs> This is a this is a this is like yeah it was a two year wow. email back and forth of just mean things that we just like were relentlessly aggressive <gasps> to each other and it was hurtful um, and so eventually I'm like all right dude why in the world would anyone with a heart do that to somebody else like fake being in love with them and he was like whoa I never thought of that I guess you're right you know what let's leave each other alone for the rest of our lives and I was like you know what deal I'm done so I I. I exited out of the tab and I went and I played jump rope like a good 15 year old. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, Wait, 15. We keep increasing the age every year. So then I was 26 uh-huh. and this guy. No, just... <laughs> so yeah, that is uh, the Shakespeare boy one. Rather sad, little but sad. rather ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Teresa's yeah. stories are really sad. And I just think they're really funny. <laughs> it's and true. It's oh my gosh. If you tell Patrick like a sad personal story about your life, three minutes later he will make a joke about it without realizing where he got the material. <laughs> I think we that's can't how talk he about that joke, Teresa. God. Yeah, that is how I cope. That's how I, I cope with comedy. Teresa does it too. I do that's it. Stop, well, I think we all do it. Speaking of which, go on, take the log out of the, your own black kettle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the log out of your own black kettle. Gosh, that's funny. That's a good one. Thank you. Um, so yeah, depression. What are the stories again? Yeah, can so, we can, can we get the list one more time so that we can 
We're 40, we're 40 minutes in and we've only heard one of the stories that I'm was so listed sorry. at the beginning. <laughs> Pretzel shop, darn it. And the princess didn't die. Native American birthday, exit 3 a.m. Uh, and kitchen innocence, the Holy Spirit covers my ears. Dolan, Matt Marr, Audrey Assad, St. Patrick's. I'm kind of you keen. Do Native American birthday party. You got to do Native American birthday party. Okay. Yeah. Right, I'll do Native American birthday party quick. So, In my opinion, that joke, that story is hilarious. Thank Sorry, you. Wow. So when I was uh, seven turning eight, I was obsessed <laughs> with Native Americans. When I was eight turning nine. When I was, when I was nine <laughs> Wait, turning ten. Yeah. Seven, eight comes after seven, right, guys? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. All right. Good, good. Um, so I was obsessed with Native Americans and I was like, I'm having a Native American themed birthday party and nobody can stop me. And I was like kind of an aggressive little eight year old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to share my plethora of knowledge about the Native Americans and their plight. So I orchestrated a birthday party that included dried berries, dried fish, beef jerky, <laughs> corn. No, nobody was dressed up. There was no like, like dancing around a fire or anything racist. It was, it was just like, I wanted to educate people about the Native Americans. So people came in and they're like, well, where's the cake? And I'm like, you didn't, they didn't have refined sugar, you idiots. And I was just like very mean. You were eight years old. Yes. Yes, I was. It cranky. I was just like, if nobody understands the Native Americans, their culture will disappear. So I was just, I was keen on everyone understanding. So we had craft time and I brought out a map of the United States Mm -hmm. and I took a red marker and I traced the trail of tears and I gave a 30 minute lecture (laughs) on Andrew Jackson (laughs) and his decision to force the Native American people out of their homes and across the landscape to most certain death or depravity. Um, uh, I, this is such a bad like, birthday party theme. <laughs> this is awesome. Hey! This is so it was, good. It's great. It was so much fun. And I'm like not having a good time because nobody cares about this stuff. So I'm like, how many, how many, how many kids are at this party? Upwards of 20. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, uh, so I'm like, you guys. It's our white guilt. It's white guilt. The Native Americans suffer and we still benefit from their losses. And I printed out pictures of Native Americans who had chosen to stay on the um, settlements and uh-huh. like cut their sacred braids. And they're just like these these haunting images of Native Americans <laughs> with just sunken eyes. Their hearts are just actively breaking. Like they've just seen all of their relatives leave and <laughs> you're choose, like making like, kids sit through tradition. this <laughs> this is true like they, they they made their relatives choose between tradition and survival and they chose survival over tradition and they most definitely regret it like <sighs> you can see it in their eyes like they're just they're just sad and they're wearing like normal pioneer clothes and it just looks weird it's like it's just this obtuse awful image so i printed a bunch of these out and i gave them away as party favors what <laughs> and my my aunt came in she was like she she could read the room and it was very tense and people were having their reality shattered um in front of them and i and she's just like all right guys let's go uh, let's go uh, build a teepee outside and i'm like do you have any idea what the purpose of a teepee is and she was like yeah it's uh it's for lodging i'm like no you idiot wigwams are for lodging teepees are for hunting parties that's why they're so easily transportable okay <laughs> I referenced that. That was a, yeah, that was a goof on our podcast two weeks ago. Two yeah. weeks ago. So 
So I was just <laughs> You idiot. Don't you understand you what teepees are even for? Just this angry oh eight year old just freaking out. Yeah, I'm just like, oh. why don't you guys care? Why don't you care at all? You're so comfortable and and <laughs> ignorant of the traditions of the world. So it was it was a bad birthday party, but I had a good time. For <laughs> she's a jolly good fellow. For she's a jolly good we fellow. Domain birthday Thanks. <laughs> oh god! I didn't have plagal cadences back then, Ethan. Sorry. No, it was all noises. No. <laughs> Native American music was just noise. You heard it here first on the Crunch by Teresa. On the crunch. Shout out! To it's Teresa. great because it's great because she's just like she's so resistant against like she's just a Native American themed birthday party, but like no one's dressed up. It's no nothing like having- no. It's none of this. It's none of this like culturally appropriating Mm-mm. native american culture no we're going to learn <laughs> that's what this is for you eat, better learn eat your you dried fruit traumatized and changed <laughs> stop so- hey stop trying to leave put your buffalo skin back on sit down <laughs> oh my gosh i see you, you learned about how <laughs> you want to learn how beads were money back then? Because money didn't exist. Hey, because I didn't care about possessions. Hey, stop using that hammer. Use that animal bone. We're doing we're doing things right. Stop. Hey, I like cut it out. Put that down. <laughs> I like Native American themed birthday parties because they use every part of the birthday cake. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they use every part of it. Uh, true. That was funny. That was a good one. Oh, um, oh man. <laughs> Oh gosh, we really hey we guys hey you guys we did a really good job navigating that cultural maze. Am I right? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I had um I had a uh, 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 my script writing class. One of the uh, one of the groups they were going to write shout out group uh, shout out group. They were going to write <laughs> a, a TV pilot about um like a na- it was a, it was Native Americans mm-hmm. in like in like modern time so they they wow. were like they were going to incorporate a lot of like Native american concept. culture and everybody's everybody's first reaction was everybody's critique of the of the pitch was like oh uh, we'll just like make sure you don't like appropriate the native american culture and i was like oh Teresa should be here right now <laughs> and just give everyone a what for you know just like oh you think Let's you're fight. worried about appropriating native american culture well guess what i had a birthday party when i was eight where i terrorized my fellow eight-year-olds with images of the Trail of Tears. If you really think, <laughs> and you probably think you're... the worst part is I didn't even have any cake at a birthday party. <laughs> there was like no, no cake. Benefit was like zero benefit, a hundred cost. If I went to that party, I'd take my present back. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you could I'm do that great at a unless party. unless you had something to barter for it with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh ah. my gosh! Can I hear? Can I hear Kitchen Innocence, please? Kitchen Innocence, <laughs> great segue. Kitchen Innocence. So this is what all uh, this yeah. is what happens when we get a list of things. We just go, all right, next on the list, let's do this. One. Yeah. <laughs> Shuffle play. Um, this is a monthly mail. So thing. it really is. <laughs> monthly monthly story time with Teresa. Please. Um, no, no. <laughs> that's just that's just one less episode that me and Patrick have to come up with a topic. <laughs> We so, can't keep doing monthly episodes four times a month. I mean, <laughs> eventually we just start a completely different podcast with all of our monthly segments, and we, we don't even do our original show anymore. It's a lazy Susan of, uh, uh-huh. of podcasts. I call those spinning jennies, and my parents get pretty mad. <laughs> Wait, no, spinning jennies are different. Those are used for sewing. 
Or sorry, I, they're used for spinning uh, spinning wool. No, I think you're talking about the lazy Susan, Patrick. No, no, no. Spinning Jennies are. Are you? Are you? Are you doing a? <laughs> are you doing a goof right now I, with with 11th century tools? I may or may not be doing that. Uh. <laughs> and also, I don't Speaking think they had. Of- I don't think they had spinning Jennies. Spinning Jennies in the 1000s, Patrick. Yeah, they did. The spinning Jenny was invented in the 11th century. Look it up. I looked this up before. You, you know why not. I did? Why not. would you look that up? Because because there was a painting in my in my church of Our Lady sitting at a spinning Jenny, and I was like, that mm. definitely wasn't invented. And so I 1764, it up and- you idiot. Wait, what? Yes. No, it was invented. The spinning jenny is a multi-spindle spinning frame and was one of the key developments in the industrialization of weaving during the early Industrial Revolution. It was invented in 1764 by James Hargreaves in Lancashire, England. <gasps> Do not even with that 11th century oh, I nonsense. Might, I might be thinking of the spinning, spinning, we, the spinning wheel. You might be thinking of, like, the sewing needle. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> This is okay, Sorry. okay. The spinning wheel was used in 1100 CE. The spinning wheel. It's just a wheel. You don't have to specify that it spins. Mm. That's interesting. The, no, it's for spinning thread. So it's like it's like it, the the spinning is not describing the wheel, but it's describing the actions of the kitchen innocence. The thread. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of uh, different centuries, my family is also a bunch of reenactors. Uh-huh. Oh my, my gosh! Yes, this is farm. what. That's that's a different story, but I just felt like I didn't <laughs> no, that's a now story. No, I'm just kidding. Tell, tell the first one. She's I also she's also clothes. a professional chef. Like she cooks. I yeah, I'm a and cook. Is paid for I got. It. I get money to cook and it's good times. So speaking of kitchens, okay. when I worked in New York, I worked in two different restaurants, um, Emily and Emmy, Emmy, Emmy squared. Yes. Mm-hmm. Emmy squared. And, uh, in both of those kitchens, everyone is older than me and everyone is much looser with their language. Mm. Uh, so oftentimes very, very frequently, um, people would turn and say, Oh, Teresa, I didn't know you were there. We wouldn't have been talking about what we were talking about, but I literally wouldn't be able to hear them when they were talking like supernaturally. Um, my attention would be drawn away at just the right time. And my ears would just turn off. Ah. Like I'd be staring at a ladle and I just go, Oh, I wonder what that ladle is like Oh, ladle, the handle, the ladle. People don't know how to use ladles. They hold them wrong. And then I'd like zone back in and people would be like, Oh shoot. Dang. We wouldn't have been talking about like X, Y, and Z if you were there. And I'd be like, no, I'm good guys. I'm, I'm still good. Like my prayer life at the time was a lot of like protective like keep me safe kind of thing because mm. I'm literally in New York City, surrounded New York City by is, a, is just a den of sin. Yeah, everyone in New York City is depressed, and I would say if you took everybody out of New York City and psychoanalyzed them, I'd say most of them would have PTSD from what they've experienced because wow. the city is just brutal, and there's dead people everywhere, like what? literally, literally dead bodies, like lining the streets, on the subway. Whoa, uh, you know, people starving on the streets. Um, you know, threat is all around the corner. And <laughs> so people would say things like they'd, they'd be like, well, blah, 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 blah. And they'd say like a really, really grotesque um, sexual joke or um, some other thing about drugs or something mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the scariest topics, sex and drugs, sex and drugs. Uh, <laughs> but my mind was kept clear of those things. Wow. In a, in a huge way. Um, just, 
partially due to my own easily distractible mind and partially due to I, I'm I'm thinking that the Holy Spirit just kind of covered my ears and was like, you don't need to hear that. It happened so frequently. It happened like multiple times every shift um, that I would just not be aware of a conversation that's happening. And I'd go, what the heck? That is beautiful. I had no idea that, you know, you guys were talking about that. So it was it was kind of interesting. Do um, you hold a ladle like a pencil or is it kind of like a yeah, grip? Yeah, I'm very confused. Yeah. Like, ladle. what is Let's the... Let's go back to that. Can we, How do you yeah. hold a ladle? Yeah, can we get to that? You hold please? a ladle like a pencil. Yeah. Okay. Is it... So but what do I do with my wrist once I am holding the ladle? Because when it's I do it, it looks like I'm I'm a I'm a Tyrannosaurus, like, trying to do some type of intricate woodwork. And it's like, mm. it just kind of mm. flails around and I end up getting <laughs> soup down my arm and it's just not mm. good. Wait, so, how do you hold a ladle like a pencil? That doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, what the heck? It's a giant big wooden stick and i need help okay <laughs> so if so you're when holding I'm it like me a lot of the pot and the calf i'm supposed to hold that ladle like a pencil mm-hmm. yeah so there's like a, a curve mm-hmm. in the upper part of the ladle mm-hmm. um and you're supposed to fit uh your index finger like the f- part closer to your hand that goes right underneath there and then you're supposed to hold it like basically like a pencil and then you just turn your wrist up and down to like Pour it into whatever. I feel like you're assuming that all ladles are fitting the same form factor here. Like um, I, the ladles that I have experience with have no such curves or or bends. Ladles. 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 I have like a ladle. Ladles with stuff on it. Everyone, unless you're pra- unless you're driving right now, take take your right hand. Uh huh. And pretend mm-hmm. like you're holding a ladle. Okay. Because I'm yeah, doing it. And it's it, fascinating. If you're holding it like a fist and. It's going. That's how most people hold ladles. They well, like I hold, hold it, it like, with like a pencil, but once I get it like up and out of the soup bowl, I'm just like, all right, I've got this soup floating in my pencil grip, and I don't really know how to twist it to get it into my bowl. You know. All right. So at that point, you put your elbow down uh-huh. and you put your wrist up, and what? it'll go right in there. Okay. See, now I've just I've just flung soup all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> in my case, this I'm is- flinging oatmeal. Folks at home, tweet us. Hashtag crunch ladle. Hashtag crunch ladle. What are ladle. you flinging all over your We can talk about this ladle. Ah, uh, ooh, ah. Uh. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. No, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I was known for doing puns all day, every day. Puns are my stress relief at work, for sure. That's good. Nice. That's a good stress Which relief. Which is very fun. Hmm. All right. On a more serious note, <laughs> and, and, and on a, like, a more, like, honest note. Uh, a hopeful note. I want to share... A little bit about what God has done in my life Aww. to show me how much beauty is in the world. So when I was going to homecoming my sophomore year, I uh, was wearing this like blue dress, having a great time. All my friends took off their shoes as girls do at dances. And a bunch of boys in the middle of the dance floor had uh, glass bottles of alcohol, like mini ones from a mini fridge at like a hotel. When you were in high school. Uh, when I was in high school, yes. And oh, they... Wow drank the alcohol and threw the glasses on the floor and then crushed them with their feet and just left the glass there to like hide the evidence. Um, No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my friends, they're dancing. They're having a great time. They're just innocent fun as, as dances should be. And (laughs) they start getting like their feet just totally chomped up by this glass. Like, there's blood everywhere. It's very gross. And so my friends come out of the dance floor, like hobbling around. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So my friends all sit in chairs in uh, kind of the seating area. And I get a bowl of water and some soap and some Neosporin and some Band-Aids. And I spend the rest of the dance just like picking the glass out of my friend's feet uh, and washing their feet and 
bandaging them up uh, and kind of just being there with them. And like, nobody's having a good time at this point, but it as, as like annoying as that situation was, like, I wasn't feeling like, oh man, I'm missing the dance. Like, uh, I felt a lot of imagery to the last supper and Jesus just washing his friend's feet and, and God was really using that situation to show me the goodness that is inside myself and like the fact that I can be gentle and I can be kind to people um, and that it's not impossible for people to be loving to each other. Um, and like how much beauty and glory is in like sacrifice and love for your friends, especially like the dirty, gross parts of like caring for people. Like your feet is objectively, that's the dirtiest part of your body. Uh-huh. Um, it's the worst part of the body. It's the worst. Especially if it's been dancing around barefoot all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In glass. Especially um, if it's a woman's feet. <laughs> I, I think women. I think women are in general cleaner than men are. But think about like, how often. Think about this. How often women walk around barefoot versus men. Uh, well, I mean, this sure, but I feel like a guy rolling in dirt is dirtier than a woman rolling in dirt. Do you know what I mean? See, like, I think that's just sexist. That is sexist. <laughs> it's true, but in a good way. It's a good way because it it's, it's sexist, but in a way that defends women. What? I like that sexism. Good job. Good job, Patrick. Thank you. This is a pro-sexism podcast. <laughs> Please, All right, no. Oh, gosh. All right. Turn it, turn it down. Turn it off. Okay. Go back. Go, go um, back. Get back to so, hope. Get back to hope. Like, holding, holding, like, the dirtiest part of your friend. Mm-hmm. Like, Christ holds the dirtiest parts of us. Like, he's not afraid of, like, like intimately examining our wounds and like picking apart the pieces that need to leave and washing them clean and like restoring them and putting ointment on them and like allowing healing to start. Um, so I guess my message of hope related to this story is that Jesus is not afraid of your mess. Like he's really not afraid of it. He wants to clean your mess off. Mm. Um, and he just, he's, He's so in love with you that, like, even the dirtiest parts of you just mean that he's close enough to, like, look into your eyes as he's, like, cleaning your feet. Um, and I, I feel like that's an important message of hope for everybody that, well, first of all, you are good and you can be good. You have the capabilities to be a saint, 100%. Uh, a canonizable saint, actually, Ethan. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we have the graces to love our friends in such a sacrificial way. Um, that it's kind of a shame when we don't think that we're enough to be good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we have a hundred percent the ability and the capability to be sacrificially loving to whoever God is calling us to be sacrificially loving to. Um, so I hope that everybody who's listening has an experience that they can look back to or one that they make in the future where they go, you know what? Yeah. I was mirroring Christ in that moment. I was like showing the world goodness, even in an imperfect person. Wow. So yeah, that's my message of hope. That's my good story for the end. That's great. Yeah. Everyone should get to know Teresa Bova a little bit more. What? What's that? What was that, Patrick? Everyone. Everyone. Everyone should get to know Teresa a little bit more. Yeah. You can follow her on Twitter. Oh. At, wait, tw- Teresa, what's your Twitter handle? My t- Twitter handle is Teresa underscore, underscore Carol with a K, as in Carol Watiwa. Watiwa. Carol Watiwa. He's, he's my patron. He's my buddy. Shout out to JP2. Watiwa. He's got my back. Voila. Oh, my goodness. Um, so follow me on Twitter. Yeah, do that. Uh, at uh, Cindy Crawdad. I'm cool. At the oh, Windy Crawdad. Please follow at the Windy Crawdad. Also, go, please yeah. follow uh, Pat and I's account where we. What? Nope. 
that we no. make up. Wait, hold no. on. No. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, I forget what the handle is, actually. Teresa made this Twitter account for us. I forget what it's called. <laughs> oh, so Teresa was almost named Patricia. Like, that was all, that was what her true? parents were going to name her. And yeah, so my birthday if, is St. Patrick's Day. Whoa. Yeah, so, like, she was almost named Patricia, which would have been hilarious if we'd become would've friends because so we'd be Pat and Patricia. And then we would um, start a TV show, and we would, um, yeah. Pat and Patricia. Show. Fascinating. Yeah, Fascinating. yeah. As my family's driving to the hospital and they don't know what gender I am, they're just going Patrick, 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 because they want me to be a boy, and so I can be named Patrick. Mm-hmm. Your 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 reenactor parents, your reenactor parents are like yeah. chanting the name Patrick as they drive to the hospital. They had a Civil War themed wedding, isn't that insane? Okay, so what? at Pat and Patricia one. That has so bad like that has bad end. connotations. You know what I mean? It really does. What, Civil War themed wedding? Our our marriage is themed after conflict. (laughs) Especially in today's economy. You never know what people are going to think. You just like the dress. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Um, What else? Is there there anything else? I don't know what else. Mm, I mean, we really have nothing to promo for this. We really don't have anything to promo. Do you want to plug something, Teresa? I want to plug Psalm 126. Go go read it right right now. That's that's it. It's probably the that's best plug we've ever had on this shout podcast. Out, shout out Psalm 126. Shout, shout out. out Psalm 126. Yeah, that's that's a great psalm. That's a psalm that I was like obsessed with when I was moving from New York to Franciscan. And I was like, I don't want to leave the Big Apple. <laughs> but then I got here and <laughs> I was big... like, oh, peace and joy. This is great. Very if you good. can make it here, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> yes. If you can make it here, you might not be able to make it other places. Steubenville is really, really a cutthroat town. That's what I gathered <laughs> yes. from. Franciscan is a cutthroat. Franciscan <laughs> more so than Steubenville itself. It's true. Franciscan's uh, a scary, yeah. scary place. It's true. Yes. You know, you don't want to meet Father Nathan in a back alley. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I don't want to meet over anybody be there in a back for 30 alley. minutes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love Father Nathan so much. He's amazing. Shout out Father Nathan. Good for podcasts. All right. Ethan, tell the people where you can find us while I look up Crunch. I'm just kidding. I'll do that. <laughs> Are we going to do Crunch of the Week this week? Oh, wait, we never do it during interviews. We That's really right. don't. I feel like it's just uh, kind of Crunch rude. Of the week, Crunch of the Week goes to Teresa Crunch for um, updating meme, updating meme 5 Life all the time. Yeah, sending in reviews every week. Seeing it. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, yeah, the one I the most recent one was, uh, it was called Pretty Good Otherwise, and the body said, I listened to some older podcast, and I'm appalled at how often you talk about your own butts. Please amend. <laughs> and... You did not say it on the podcast, and I was royally disappointed. Sorry. Amend your butts. That was like a big point of contention between me and my parents, because they were like, you make such inappropriate jokes on the podcast. I'm like, but the people think it's funny. The people. Oh, my gosh. Uh, here we are. You can hear them laughing from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really just well, raucous. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks for coming really on. Fun. I'm glad you could share some stories, maybe a little wisdom, maybe a little, little laughy little taffy. Little goofs. Uh, All right, then take us home. I uh, do. Are we are we advertising ourselves or am I just closing it out? Oh, uh, you can follow me at Catholic Pat. You can follow Ethan Apro Apostle on Instagram at Ethan Stevie or me at Patrick Nevy III. You can donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the crunch. Uh, that money is now largely going to mine and Ethan's mission work. Yep. I'll talk about that more later. I have this little speech thing prepared that's going to go before one of our podcasts. I want this one. Wait, can we do it together? Because we both have stuff. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, we can do it together. We'll record it after this. Um, Don't assume my time is free. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Is your time not free? No, I just have to use the bathroom again. Um, (laughs) 
You can call us at You can call us at seventy five two five one three nine eight nine to leave a question for the monthly mailbag, which Teresa is a very big supporter of. Oh yes, uh, please. She is the mailman. She is the mailman. And she got boots from the force. I think that's everything. <laughs> yeah. Last minute thoughts, anybody? Quick. Psalm one twenty six. All right. Awesome. Psalm one twenty six. Jesus loves you. <laughs> be yourself. Stop pretending to be someone you're not. Be yourself, girls and boys. Okay. And boys too. Uh, All the sorority girls and moms. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to the podcast. Which one do I fit into? Probably moms, right? I think you. I think you really straddle the worlds. <laughs> I, Good night, I'm everybody. the niche of like just the weirdos who aren't in a sorority. All right, thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. We'll see you on the twitters. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.